that was a request. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. Stand up. This young man's leaving town. Family came to be here with us today. Good miss you. The one thing about it, you can take that anywhere you go. All right, but listen, and don't let nobody take you back who you used to be. Nobody take you back who you used to be. Don't let them go there. Yes, sir. Now, how many of you believe that uh, God is the giver of all gifts? And the Bible says that God is the giver of all gifts. And when you read the scripture, the scripture says this. Once you are being born again, that's called being saved or born again, and you feel with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you what? He gives you gifts. He gives you gifts, amen? amen? And you may not acknowledge it in this church today, but every one of you, you're saved, you're a Christian born again, you got a gift. You may not acknowledge your gift, but it don't mean you don't have a gift. It's got a, you got a gift, you just don't acknowledge. So, because God wants to use us. Now, you always believe that God is the giver of all gifts. That's what the scripture says, right? Then who wants to steal those gifts from you? Satan wants to steal those gifts from you. We've got people, I, I watch people sometimes, they'll leave the church and they got reasons for leaving the church. They don't know they're in the flesh because God needs the church because the church is the body of Christ. Yes. What now, I'm gonna talk to black folks. Black folks is too hung up on the God in the pulpit. Yeah. That's just one part of the body. Uh, you know, I don't know how we, you, we, you know, African Americans be pastor worshipers in a hurry. No, you, he just has, a, I'm going to tell him me, I have a gift, right? Pastor and teacher. That's in the scripture. It says pastor and teacher. Is that all you need? No, you need prophecy. You need healing. You need helpers, right? You need all these other things. That's these people out here. I was telling the young man, uh, and I'm going to call him out, a young man, to, I prayed for him and said, you're going to be a chaplain. You're a chaplain. You are a chaplain. And uh, uh, coach, y'all know Coach Sanders. And he said, well, he was worried about passing the classes and and all those things to be a chaplain. That's paperwork. Anybody can get that. You can now go on the internet and get it. But see, here the thing is, he went to his first class. The first thing the, the teacher told him, y'all chaplains now. Because the, the, the teacher was a spiritual man. He's acknowledging your gift. So you, you see, you had the gift all the time, you see, but now you go to paperwork and get it's a job for him. And we so pleased that Coach Sanders, Brother Sanders now, is a chaplain, all right? Right. But, but, but we want, but remember that, all the rest of you in here, everybody in here, you here for a reason. God, y'all believe God yes. got you? So everybody in here is for a reason, right? Yes. We came, be, the family came because the, the support this young man, and someone asked for this song, and Isaac usually doesn't do that, and this song touched us all, didn't it? Yes. So you know, ask me why is that, why is everything's in divine order? Right. We got a plan, but God's plan is bigger than our plans. Yes. Because somebody in on this side over here needed it more than somebody on this side. Right. But he does things in the right order. We think we have a plan, but all the time we're working in God's plan. Right. So today we're going to talk about it briefly about you. You are part of the body of Christ. Amen. Then you got gifts. Now let me tell you something. The people in here that you are struggling the most, the people in here, let me go both sides because I don't want to teach you, you know, equal rights. Uh, the people in here that are struggling the most in their life, the people in here that are struggling the most in their life, I come to call you out. You got a gift. Satan's doing everything he can to destroy that gift you have. You see? Yes, he has. I tell people all the time, there's more potential in the graveyard than walking around. 
you see, because Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. What is he coming to kill, to steal, and destroy? He's coming to kill, and to steal, and destroy your purpose that God had you for. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm glad that I'm a pastor and teacher that I don't have to be an evangelist. Because, you know, evangelists, they have to go places and talk to people they don't know. Well, I'm not a people person, so I'm, I, just, I, I'm good with the pulpit up here and being a teacher, you know? That's not my personality. My son told me once, I said, you, people talk to your mama all the time and smile at you. He said, Dad, you don't look approachable. <laughs> well, you know, all right, well, I don't need to be approachable for what I do because I'm a shepherd, right? right. I'm only concerned about my sheep. This something evangelists take care of that, right? Prophets will take care of this over here. You understand what I'm talking about? Healers, we got people that's looking at me now that's in other states that support this church. They still are helpers. They, yes, they support this church and all over the country, and we're glad for you all, and we thank you for that. So, yeah. Yeah, and so we want to talk about this. This is, this is individually here. Don't let Satan steal your purpose that God has for you. Don't let Satan steal the purpose that God's got for you. Always remember this. The people who struggle the most are usually the people who have the most, and he gets angry with them, and he tries to do everything he can to destroy them. You see? It's a gift. When you have a gift, I tell people all the time, they don't know it because they're in the flesh all the time. Satan comes to kill your gift. He wants to destroy your gift, and he gets away with it because folks get in the flesh thinking, oh, yeah, he's coming to kill your gift. He don't need nothing else from you. You see? He don't need nothing else from you. But he comes to destroy your gift. How many people in here believe what I said? Amen. You're gifted. You're gifted people. Look at me. Look at me. You're gifted. You have gifts. They may be buried inside you, but what you have to do to acknowledge them and allow them to come forth and become alive in your life. There shouldn't be insecurities, all these insecurities in people. What, what, what's wrong with us? What is wrong with us, with these insecure? How can you be insecure and you're a child of God? What are you doing? Worried about what somebody else thinks of you, what somebody else is saying about you, you see? I like the tension. Bad or good, I always want to be on your mind. <laughs> you see? You see? Yes. All right. You understand that. You know, we, we like, we like uh, different sports, right? Uh, what's this Mahone guy? Yeah. Oh, in Kansas City, he's quarterback. Isn't he a nice guy? Yes. Yes. He's a nice guy. He doesn't. I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. He's both the most arrogantest quarterback that ever probably walked the face of earth. But he laughs. He talks. He says what he wants to say. That's his personality. But he can throw down. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to like me. The only thing that's important to me is I'm liking you. Come on here. Come on here. All right, I feel good about this because I'm excited about, you guess why I'm excited? I'm about somebody in here is going to get it that didn't have it before. I already got it. I'm good. But somebody in here is going to get it. And you're going to walk out of this church never again being insecure in your life. Care what color you are, what size you are, what, what your zip code is. Are you lost your mind? Can anything good come out of the hood? <laughs> yeah. The Bible says, didn't the Bible say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Isn't it in there? You know who came out of Nazareth? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come on here. I'm going to pat myself. That's good. 
So this is what we are. We're going to teach our children this, right? We're going to teach our young girls this and our young boys this because what they call it, bullying now, they call it, and we got all this now. You can't bully somebody that can't be bullied. You can talk about them. They don't care. All right. Doesn't matter. Repeat after me. It doesn't matter what you think about me. It only matters what I think about you. Give God a hand clap. Here we go. The Bible wants us to walk in, the, in unity. The Bible wants us as Christians to walk in unity. That means all of us to walk together in unity. So if the Bible wants us to walk in unity, who wants to separate us? Satan wants to separate us. Uh, so here we go with Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. We are coming from Ephesians 4 from the Amplified, starting at verse 1. So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you. So uh, he says he's a prisoner for the Lord. You verb, if I have to be a prisoner for anything, I want to be a prisoner for the Lord. Right. You see? You understand? I used to say this all the time. Some people didn't get it. If I'm going to be a fool, let me be a fool for Christ. Are y'all with me? And it says a life, oh, I don't know if you read that part yet. Yeah, I appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. You have been called, people. You all have been called. Live a life that's worthy of what you've been called. You understand me? You've been called this morning. I want you to know that you've been called. Live a life which is worthy of your calling. For which if you have been called, you all have been called. Everybody, you're saved. You just got to raise your hand. You're saved. So then there's a purpose and a God has called you up for some time. And it may not be right now. He ain't called, but he's going to call you. Because God doesn't create people he can't use. All right? And that is to live a life that exhibits godly character. Godly character. Say that. Godly character. Godly character. So how can you, y'all know what godly character means? If you live in godly character, how can you be insecure? I have, well, let me make sure. I don't think there's any place where God was insecure. So if I'm living godly character, he ain't afraid of nothing. He ain't insecure. Right? That's you. We got to pull it together. We got to pull it together, folks. The church has weakened itself because it's trying to do things outside of God. And when the church is weak, and that means the people are weak. And the people are weak is because we forgot who our maker was. We forgot who called us. You see, it's like, well, pastor, I don't know why you can pass. You, I could care less. You ain't the one who called me, and you ain't the one who gave me the gift. Now, if you want to give me a gift, I'm good. President's pictures are nice. I like president's pictures. You see what I'm saying? But you understand where I'm coming from? All right, say, go on, Coach Fields. See, the visitors don't know that I coached at University of Park for 20, say, over 25 years and had a private team for 25 years, St. Teresa's for four years. So I'm really a coach. And so when God called me up, he kept that coaching ministry in here. I'm here to coach you, right? Because I want you to be better, you see? All right, here we go. And also exhibit moral courage. It, and it takes courage to use moral principles in your life in this day and time for real. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we have moral courage. That's right. And we have personal integrity. Yes. You see, we have mature behaviors. Right. We don't act like children. Right. We're mature. Mm -hmm. We have mature behaviors. Mm -hmm. yes. Isn't that right? Yes. 
right. we're not going for all. Y'all know how babies are, little babies and children. Y'all you know, some grown men are still acting like children. Some women too, like children. We're above all that. We're wow. mature in our behaviors. Yeah. We don't scream and holler and roll in the dust and fall all apart. It's not us because we have moral behaviors. You see, when we get upset, we don't throw things at the wall. We don't speak in tongues. Figured I'd wake you up, those that are asleep. All right, here we go, all right? A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. Are you gratitude for God? You all just put went all up when Isaac was singing. I have gratitude for God because I am redeemed. I'm redeemed. Remember that's killing your kids. I am redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I am redeemed and I know I am. We used to say, little kids, we used to say that. But you know what that is? Are you redeemed? You redeemed? Then don't let nobody take you back. I, uh, you know, I'm a Cher fan. I'm an old guy. But she said something years ago, but she was doing talking about another purpose. People talking about her, but I use it, okay? Who died and left you, King? Yeah. You doing all right? Yes. Okay. Here on. Where am I at? In verse 2, okay. with all humility, forsaking self-righteousness. We live with humility. That's what we do. All right? And we ain't into self-righteousness. That's right. Ain't about self. You see? I don't know what, we, what we're trying to do. When we try to get self, self, self. We live in a country now, self, self, self. Nobody can get enough. You ever seen anybody rich that stops? They go do what? They get richer. Because of self. And then that other self-righteousness. You all know the prodigal son? I'll tell you the story. The prodigal son, remember, first of all, somebody lost some money. They all went out and got the money, right? And then one lost their lamp, which is property. They all went out and got that, and they celebrated it. I'm going fast. Remember, the prodigal son went to his father and said, give me what you owe me now, right? So he probably heard about what's going on in Vegas. Right, so he wanted to take his money, and that's what, and he went out, and, and he was partying and partying with the people because, you know, he was the man, right? And then the scripture says, after he ran out of money, the people ran out on him. And the, and the scripture says that he wound up in the hog pen eating. And the reason it says hog pens is because Jews don't deal with pork. Right. And so it was a bad, the hog pen, right? And then one thing came to him that I had to say to myself in my lifetime, and I hope that some of you have, or I will, in the ball, and when he was in the hog pen, the scripture says, and when he came to himself, he says, I'm going back to my daddy's house. Because there's plenty of food and a lot to spare. And he went back, and of course, his father recognized him coming. But there was a story there that most people miss. Did they go after the money? Say yes. They went after the lamb? Say yes. They didn't go after the son. Because you can't help a child until that child comes to themselves. Now, when that child comes to themselves, then you do this. And the Bible says that when the child came to himself, don't know, might have been drugs, alcohol, whatever he had the issue was, his daddy was waiting for him to fall into his arms and said, come on in here, and I'll work with you. But guess who stayed? The one that stayed home got upset. Remember that story? He got upset because said, I've been here all the time. I ain't been out here home. But 
I ain't been out here drinking, smoking dope, crack, and all that stuff. Oh, get in church, get right there. You, you read some of the stuff that Paul says, and you read it in English, he said it would scare you. Yeah, that's right. You know, the Bible says whoremonger, right? That's what it is, right? I say, oh, you see? And you know, he said that. He said that about his brother because he was talking about all things that's called self-righteous. And when the door was open, did he get in? No, he didn't get in. There's a whole bunch of self-righteous folks think they're going to heaven, they ain't going to get into heaven. Because that's, it's the worst thing is, is a self-righteous person. Read that scripture and figure it out for yourself. Right? Never be self-righteous. But be what? Express gentleness. Gentleness. Maintain self-control. Maintain self-control. Maintain self-control. Discipline. All right, keep going. With patience. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> now, your visitors resonate, uh, you know, uh, since the, I'm not, well, I'm working on it, okay? Everybody say, pastor's working on it. Pastor's working on it. I have very little patience. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost keeps whipping me around, and, and you know what he does, the Holy Ghost does for me? He sends me all of these knuckleheads <laughs> that I have to deal with so that I have to use the gift of patience. Go ahead. So you're saying you bear with one another in unselfish love. So it says bear with one another with unselfish love. Everybody's laughing at me because I'm the only one that's got, see, the visitors going to probably say, what kind of pastor is he? <laughs> I'm just like you. <laughs> he, he just called me up here to pre-teach. I got the same struggles you all got, trust me. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't walk on water. Yeah. All but right. I, I think you're wrong. I think, don't I look approachable? Don't y'all lie down. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have very little patience, and it's the thing that, because I can't stand, it bothers me when, when things are not like they're supposed to be. But that's the coaching in me. You see, but God is working on me. And you know why I'm glad he's working on me? Because when he quits working on me, that means I'm getting ready to leave here, and I am not homesick. Go ahead. Now we're going to read verse 2 from the Passion. No, from the Passion. I, I want you to get this. we got the Passion and the message, okay? Say amen. Amen. Because I want you to walk out of this church again, never feeling insecure ever again. All right? With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness. Dude, that's, is that your life? Is that in y'all's households? With husbands and wives and with children? With family members? Is this how you're living? Well, this is what the Bible says how we're supposed to live. Demonstrate generous love toward one another. And are we generous love toward one another? Do you all know something? You can love a person and not like them. Yes, if you think you're going to like everybody, you're in the wrong place. Because I'm going to tell you a secret. What, say, what's that, Pastor? What's that, Pastor? Everybody don't like you. <laughs> yeah. I know some folks, I love them to death. I just love my, but see, I, you say I love them to death, but I switched that now because I don't be loving to death. I want to love them to life. But <laughs> I love them, I'm like, woo. You understand what I'm saying? Because love can tolerate things. Love can do things that you can't do in the natural unless you have agape love. We're talking about agape love. You can look that up when you get home, all right? 
This is for you, Pastor. Especially toward those who may try your patience. And I'm the one to put this together. Yeah. You got, you got to love those people. Even the people who try your patience. Don't y'all get it. Everybody's acting like you're looking at me. I want someone. I only want these people to stand up. You can. I want the only people to stand up that's got a life where there's no one that tries their patience. Thank you. I'm in good company. And it takes love to tolerate them. But it's, it's, a, it's a commandment that God has given us. All right? Because we just got through saying, it's what I think about them that's important. God has told me they're hard for you to tolerate, but you love them anyway. Because it ain't about you. Okay. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace. And we want to make every, you're talking about a church. Well, we can't have peace in the church unless we've got peace in the families. Are you all making every effort to keep peace in your families? Peace in your marriages? Okay. Each individual working together to make the whole successful. And we work together. This church will never be successful unless we all work together. Your families will never be successful unless you all work together. There used to be a time there was a powerful persons, persons in the life of people. We don't see it much anymore because we don't allow those people in our lives. It's called grandparents. There used to be a time when you could go to your grandma and grandpa, and they would keep peace in the family. You remember the, the old grandmas, and some of you all don't remember because you're not old enough. The old grandmas, you know, they may not have knew all the scriptures, but they'd tell you, I trust in the Lord, boy. Yeah. I used to ask Aunt Vi, that was my aunt. Now, I'm 76, so, you know, I go back, way back, all right? And I'd say, Aunt Vi, how you doing? She said, I'm doing all right. God ain't chopped me down yet. <laughs> you see? We miss that. We need peacemakers. We need this in the country more so now. We need it in the churches now. They got more hell going on in churches than they got out in the... This, now, I didn't say this. I didn't say this. Say, Pastor didn't say this. There's a Baptist pastor friend of mine, and he said, this is what he said. Now, I'm, I'm saying this. Y'all go get up here with me. You'll be okay, all right? Trust me, you'll be okay. You'll get over it. He said, he called me Johnny. He said, Johnny, white folks think they know politics. They need to get in a black Baptist church. <laughs> so he told me that. He was a Baptist pastor. I didn't say that. He said that. It's a shame that at the church, where's our peacemakers at? Why is there much confusion and chaos in the churches? Title hungry, position hungry. Where are my deacons? Where, where are my pastors? You see, because I'm a fun guy, ain't I a fun guy? Yes, amen. I don't need anybody up here. I can, I can carry it all myself. 
You see what I'm talking about? We need to have peacemakers in homes. And if we don't have peacemakers in homes, we won't have peacemakers in our communities, and we're not going to have peacemakers in our churches. You see, that poor lady uh, that uh, when someone loses a, a person, gets shot or murdered, some, I can't think of her name, that's always on TV, that's helping. Some of y'all know her name. She's a peacemaker. She gets, she lost her son, but she gets out there. And she tries to keep it. He has peace. He said, we need peace in our community. You can't have peace unless you have peacemakers. And that's a gift that some people have. And we need them in our church. All right, where am I at? Verse four, there is one body of believers and one spirit. There's one body and one, listen, there's one body of believers and one spirit, just as there, just as you are called to one hope, called to salvation, one salvation, one body. Listen to me very careful. Man's way to reach God is religion. That's why you're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal. Here I'm going. And all this, man's way to reach God is religion. God's way for man to reach him is faith. One faith. And that is in the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Death and crucifixion and resurrection. All right, that's why you got redeemed. All right. One Lord, one faith. One what? Lord. One, one faith. And, and one faith. And one baptism. And one baptism. Religion separates and divides. Love brings us together and support one another. You see, all right? One God and Father of us all. One God and Father of us all. You want to hear something? And there ain't nothing on the other side at all. So when you get ready to talk about the sister, the brother over there, be careful. Belongs to God. That's all. And that pastor don't have patience. You better love him. Don't die. All. Say all. All right. And we want to bring this together. We want to be one big family. I'm talking about church people, period. It's time for us to become believers and get, get ourselves together. Do you know that the newest thing going on, 100% of all Christians say that Satan's trying to close the doors of churches. There are many churches that are being closed here in Kansas City. Listen to what I'm saying. 100% of Christians say Satan has got attack on the churches. Only 50% go to church. <laughs> Keep going. He I'll be done here in a minute, y'all. Am I doing all right? Time, there you go. All right. <laughs> He is sovereign over all and working through all and living in all. So he can work through all? Mm -hmm. And the ones that he chooses at all, you don't get to choose. There have been people who I don't like who've helped me. There's people who I don't like who's helped me. I love them and they love me. And guess what? Some of those same people that I didn't like helped me, and one of them told me, said, you know, you and I don't get along too good. <laughs> said, but one thing about it, I trust you because you go by your word. And he was an atheist, had Hallmark cards, and wrote, 
the first check to start our church. Yes. Yes. You don't get to choose the all. Just be glad you're in the all. That's pretty good. I want to be a pastor. That's real good. All right, let's go. And the message puts it this way. You were all called to travel on the same road. Wait a minute. We're all called to travel the same road. There ain't but one road. There ain't but one road, people. That is the faith road in Jesus Christ. He says, that's, we're all, that's what we're called to do. You see, I ain't worried about what road somebody else just put myself on the right road. And guess what? And you're on the right road. We're all called to travel the right road. There's going to be some people on that road you may not care for. But the only thing you're excited about, God called you to be on that. You know, I've always said this. If you get to heaven, there'll be three things that'll surprise you. There won't be some people you thought would be there. And some people you didn't think they'd be there, will be there, and you there. That's fun. Come on, you ought to be able to laugh. Come on, have that. You ought to be, you can learn and laugh. Come on, folks. Yeah. All right. We're all called to travel in the same direction. In the what? The same direction. And that's the direction of love. The love for Jesus Christ. And being obedient to the gospel. That's what road we're supposed to be on. All right? So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. And we got to stay together. Without me. It's a family here today. Stay together, people. Outwardly and inwardly. Because I'll tell you a secret. Say, what's that, Pastor? You're going to need each other sooner or later. And you don't know which family member you're going to need. Because some of the ones you thought would help you won't, and some of the ones you didn't will. Got to work together. I want families to come together. Then the church will come together. Okay. Again, I'm where? Verse 5 from the message says, okay. you have one master. How many masters? One. How many? One. How many? One. All right. One faith. There's only one faith, folks. One baptism. Right. One God and Father for all. That's right. And rules, who rules over all. Who works through all. And is in the presence of all. all right. Amen. Remember this. We got to work together. God don't believe in division. Right. Every one of you all is important. Because right. he said so. Yes. Care what nobody else says about you. You're important because he says so. I see some little, some little, little young people there. Y'all don't know what they're going to be. Right. You might be sitting beside a president and have no clue. Because you know, uh, President Obama's family never thought they was raising a president. We never thought we'd see it. You don't know who, who God has called, but he's called you all. Thank you. All right, read that again, because I like that. Just go up to four and read that again, because my 
when I say thank you, you all don't know it, they tell me 30 minutes. I don't like to be over 30 to 40 minutes because you get bored and tired. <laughs> it's kind of like eating too much, you get indigestion. All right, right. keep going. <laughs> all right. Well. All right, here we go. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. Are we going the same road in the same direction? That's right. Come on. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. We're going to stay together. Come on, people. Outward and inwardly. When I say you, I love you outwardly, I love you inwardly. All right? You have one master. We got one master. One faith. That's it. One baptism. And? One God and Father of all, who rules over all. That's right. Works through all and is present in all. And thank God. That see, in Israel, when you read the New Testament, oh, excuse me, the Old Testament, God was with Israel. But we thank God for Jesus Christ, praying for the Holy Ghost. Now God is not only with us, he's in us. Yeah. All right. Let's go to verse 12. Oh, he I did I was done. Okay. Yes. He did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people. Let me tell you, this church will never be what it's supposed to be until each person, each one of you all, become who you're supposed to be and who God. You have a place in here. You have a place in here. We got, you know, we get calls all the time. And this is, when I tell pastors this, it just blows their minds. We get calls all the time for people wanting to come in, do janitorial work. I said, no, our deacons and pastors do it here. In this church, folks, yes, the deacons and the pastors, they do the vacuuming, they cut the grass, they, and there's a whole lot of grass back there. They take care of the inside bathroom, they clean the bathrooms, they do it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you, uh, uh, you all remember Brother Robert? He's a pastor, he's a chaplain now out in California. When he first came here, and he, he, has, he had all these doctor's degrees and all this, and, and he, he had a little incident at his church, and he was a pastor of church, and he came here, and he said, well, pastor, is there anything I can do? I said, yeah, you can help clean up. And so he told some of his people, said, don't they know how many degrees and who you are? He said, yeah, you just got to know that pastor. He ain't into that. Because guess who else used to vacuum and do the whole thing? Guess who used to clean the bathrooms? And guess why I stopped? Because the, the men said it's too embarrassing. Somebody come see you do that, and we walking around here. Get them in a hand clap. Uh, so as God's people, we are to build up the body of Christ. So what are we here to do? Build up the body of Christ. All right. Until we reach and one. Let me say something. You can't build up the body of Christ tearing somebody down. That's right. All right. In verse 13, until we reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what I'm going to be done. I'll stop here. Reaching for the fullness of the body of Christ. We can't make it without you. It's a fact. We can't make it without you. And we want to reach the fullness of the body of Christ. And we can't do that. And that's everybody. 
fulfills the purpose and the calling God has put upon them. Amen. 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 Say amen to that. Amen. See, I got this much more to do, and I'm not doing it because uh, <laughs> don't want you to get indigestion. Right. Right. <laughs> so this is, this is what we do here. We're family. Now, I'm going to clear up something for some of you because some of you in here don't have a family like that family, okay? You don't get to choose sometimes. You don't get to choose your biological family, but you can choose your spiritual family. Right. Amen. Say amen. All right.